1: Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: 301-2309 any final hour of the show. Burgundy and Gold Today, the top of the hour. Carl seen the attorney general of the press conference coming up at one. We'll bring it to you live. You'll get instant reaction on Burgundy and Gold today. And of course with Craig Hoffman throughout the afternoon pleased to be joined now by a man though that has seen just about everything in this league and even now i'm sure he's a bit surprised by some of it and that is trey wingo on behalf of our friends at Caesar sportsbook trey pete and chris here in dc appreciate a few minutes today how
3: are you
4: well, I'm good. You guys bracing for the one o'clock?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I want to take lunch at one o'clock, not deal with the attorneys generals uh, handing down all sorts of accusations and, and offenses. You know, Trey, I want lunch at one o'clock, not that.
4: Well, then you might want to make sure that somebody named Snyder goes through with this uh, possible transaction period. That he's yeah. Dealing with forever.
3: Yeah, that's true.
1: You know,
2: Trey, you've covered this league for a long time, man. You've seen just about everything that it has to offer both, you know, on and off the field with what's happening to this once proud franchise, just a global view from you, uh, from the outside, watching what was once one of the best franchises this league had just deteriorate into what it is now.
4: It's a disaster. Like there's, there's, there's no other way to describe it. You know, I mean, it's an unmitigated disaster. Um, of their own making right like, just look at the statement yesterday okay like they actually used brian robinson as a prop um uh, in in his shooting which was just absurd absolutely absurd not that it's a surprise i mean you know uh jason wright went after a reporter for asking a tough fair, but awkward but tough but fair question carson Wentz. And you know, oh, by the way looks like he was kind of right because you know carson's not playing anymore i know some of that's injury related but also some of his performance related for being honest about it so You know, they can't get out of their own way. And I think most Washington football fans would like them just to get out, period.
3: Yeah. No, no, no doubt about it. We'd like to actually, you know, I don't know, talk about real football, uh, which we don't get to do that, Trey. I mean, I know, you know, I know, I know you do and you do it uh, between the Caesar sports book, uh, you know, with the odds and the trends and over unders and all that stuff. And obviously your work at PFN, uh, you actually get to talk real football and all that. Again, we don't get to do that, uh, very often, but, I, I will say this because we don't want to make this all about Dan Snyder and 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 kick them while they're down because they get kicked enough. Uh, you know this Monday night game between the Commanders and the Eagles. Like most people, and I would say, you know, I would say the the lines, you know, it's ten, ten and a half, depending on where you go, uh, are not right. going to give the Commanders a chance. But is there any chance that you think just because of how wacky this league is? And because nobody's going to give them a chance with all of this dysfunction, that they could do what they did two years ago when they waltzed into Pittsburgh and beat an 11 0 Ben Roethlisberger Steelers team on Monday yeah. afternoon football.
4: Yeah, Monday afternoon football. Remember that one. That was nuts. Um, yeah, I think it's possible. Look, here, here's, here's sort of the, uh, the, the global potential. Uh, in their last 11 games as double-digit underdogs they are actually 6-4-2 against the spread. Mm. I mean, they keep it, they keep it close and a couple of wins there. Um, you know what I like about this team? Like, honestly, forget all the garbage that's going on with the ownership and everything else. And, you know, that'll sort itself out. And hopefully uh, you guys will be saluting and, and having uh, some new faces running that franchise hopefully sooner rather than later. Because, you know, across the board, it's just an unmitigated disaster. But I like the football. Like, they're, 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 they play ugly, but they they scrap. You know what I mean? Like, look at that game against Minnesota. Like, Minnesota is one of six straight games by eight points or less, second, longest streak in the history by only the of Chiefs. So long, we did that seven straight games on the way to back-to-back Super Bowls, uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five. But you know, these guys, guys—they guys, they don't quit. There's no quitting these guys. They play hard. They play tough. Heineke's never going to win a beauty pageant, right? He's never going to win a beauty pageant. But if I'm going to, if I'm in a street fight, I want that guy. And, and that's what I like about this team. I respect the effort that they put in every week. They don't have the best players. They have a couple of good players, but they don't They don't let that limit them. They fight, and that's what I like about them the most.
2: Trey, they're going to face a guy on Monday night that, and especially with Josh Allen's potential arm injury here, and we don't know what Josh is going to be able to do down the stretch. Does it open the MVP uh, in your mind? And for people that may still be searching for value uh, in betting the MVP here, does this open the door now for a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's played terrific football for this team, has them undefeated, and quite frankly, Trey, there's maybe one or two potholes. This team's got an opportunity to end up fourteen and 15 and two somewhere in that area. How legitimate is Jalen Hurts in your mind in value at around plus four fifty right now as a potential MVP candidate with Josh Allen's injury, maybe even opening the door to enhance his
4: chances? I think it's a really good value play because I think he's, look. I, I think any way you slice it right there, first of all, let's be honest about what the MVP has become, right? It used to be who's the best player in the league. Now it's now who's the best quarterback on the best team. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it's become. That's why we have the offensive player of the year. You know, it's totally different. It's, to, it's almost like Cy Young and, uh, and who gets the MVP. Um, so it's totally changed. But to me, it's a three horse race right now. It's hurts Josh Allen. And I'm going to tell, you know, people are sick of talking about this guy, but it's also Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Look at look at look at who look this Look at the Jalen throws to. Right, he throws to Devonte Smith and AJ Brown. Okay, and then look at Josh Allen, Nate Davis, uh, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, all these receivers. Patrick Mahomes is thrown to Marquez Valdez Scantling, mm-hmm. Juju Smith Schuster, and four of the guys that nobody else can name besides Travis Kelsey. Yeah. and with one less game, he leads the league in passing yards, and he leads the league in touchdown passes. And, oh, by the way, without Tyreek Hill, who is exploding in Miami, they have the highest-scoring offense in football. Well, why is that? Because that dude is one of them. He's a freaking alien uniform, and I think people don't understand how good he is. Like, I think it's sort of like the Michael Jordan syndrome. Okay, fine, he's great, but who else can we give this something to because I'm tired of talking about this dude. This guy is insane. He's off the charts, and I would argue, with all that Allen's done and all that Hurts has done, He's done more with less at a a higher proficient level than either of those guys.
3: Trey Wingo is with us on behalf of Caesar Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at WingoZ, at WingoZ, uh, and as well as Caesar Sports at Caesar Sports. Or you can go to the Caesar Sportsbook at Capital One Arena, which is where I briefly met Trey a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. That was a great event. Guy Fieri's new restaurant. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, and I know you went to the Caps game that night, so I, I hope you had fun and uh, all that. It was a great uh, experience, and I highly suggest uh, you go down there for lunch and have a great meal and also uh, get your gambling swerve on um speaking of that uh you know we talk about jalen hurts and the undefeated eagles and all that and clearly they are the favorite to win it, the conference uh you know the division and all that stuff here's one for you I, and i don't know if i put this on the list so i apologize i'm i'm, I'm gonna ask you to kind of go out a little bit on a limb nick seriani I don't know if that guy gets enough credit. Like, we talk about Howie yeah. Roseman. We talk about Jalen Hurts. We talk about, you know, a great defense, and all of that is true. Nick Sirianni's in his second year as a head coach. Nobody knew who Nick Sirianni was a year and a half ago, and that guy just keeps kicking ass.
4: Yeah, no, he's been great. And, uh, you know, the thing what I really respect about Nick is he made his phones as a, as a play caller, right? That's, that's how he sort of stacked his resume. Uh, in the NFL as an assistant coach. And then last year's first year, he tried to do both. He tried to be the head coach and also be the play caller. And then he realized, I can't do both. I can't be the coach I need to be for the team if I'm so enthralled with play calling. So he, he chose to give up which was what was his strength and what is the thing that he does best and how he made his bones so he could focus on being what he needs to be in terms of the head coach, managing the game, making those kind of decisions without letting the minutiae get in the way. And that's not easy to do. Like a lot of guys, you know, who that's their and That's their strength. They're like, I'm not giving that up. Why would I do that? Why would I take away the thing that I think I'm really, really good at it? It took a, a really smart guy to realize if I'm going to be the best head coach I can be, I can't be bogged down in this other stuff. And I think that's what I respect most about Sirianni.
2: Trey, the, the trade deadline this year was as active as any. And when I look at what Philadelphia has done uh, through the years, you know, they had a chance. They could have jumped in. Like, you know, there were a couple teams allegedly wanted to get into the Alvin Kamara sweepstakes. But they yeah. didn't. And now, right now, they're, they've they got a Saints pick that's going to end up maybe even in the top five before all of this is over. The scary thing about what Philadelphia is building is they're good now, but they're set up to be good for a while because they've got yeah. young talent and they've got the opportunity to draft more younger Cheaper talent, so it doesn't blow your salary cap up either. To me, that's the scary thing about where Philadelphia is right now uh, in the NFC.
4: Yeah, look, I think both uh, the two players that I think had the most scrutiny on them coming into the season, for obvious reasons, Tua Tagovailoa and also Jalen Hurts, because uh, you talk about that draft capital. You know, twenty twenty three is going to be a much better quarterback draft than twenty twenty two was. So both Miami at the time uh, and Philadelphia were loaded up with picks in the, in the, in the uh, 2023 draft, which Philadelphia still is. Uh, so those quarterbacks needed to perform. Well, obviously, the, the Dolphins are happy with Tua, and who wouldn't be when you have Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill to throw to? Uh, so you know, they, they, they use some of that capital to go in a different direction around the trade deadline. The Eagles still have that draft capital, and, and it's fascinating. And you're right, they have built something. Uh, and, and he has been masterful over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, j- just look at their 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 players, okay? Uh, obviously, the A.J. Brown trade was phenomenal. They pick up a Gardner-Johnson uh, in the offseason in a trade, and, and his interception against the Texans last Thursday really turned that game around completely. Mm-hmm. Um, they have managed the cap really, really well and managed their, their value really, really well, and they still have a bunch to go for. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think you're right. I think they are set up for a while, although as we all know in the NFC East, no one's repeated his chance since the Eagles did it four years in a row. <laughs> from 2000 to 2004. So uh, it it historically has been a very uh, uh, evolving division, but right now Philadelphia is in good shape with anybody.
3: More of a football-related question here, but I suppose we could put a little spin on it. Um, what do you think the odds are that Carson Wentz, when he gets cleared, and that's an when, not not a, yeah. you know, he's he, we don't know if he's definitely going to be cleared after Monday night, which is the last game he has to miss. Do you think yeah. that it depends on what happens Monday night, whether he gets back in the starting job, or do you think that it's automatically anointed that because he didn't get the full opportunity and he was brought in, hired a SAS and all that stuff that he is ultimately the starting quarterback as soon as he's medically cleared?
4: I think uh, that um, Tyler, Taylor Heineke's play will determine just how healthy Carson Wentz is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the situation with Dallas. You know, They didn't rush back Dak because, hey, they were winning with Cooper Good Rush and all that yeah. disaster against the Eagles. Like yeah. That allowed that thumb to be a little less secure. You Good know, point. Maybe we're not ready to bring him back. If Tyler Heineke – I don't know why I said Tyler. Taylor Heineke plays well uh, Carson Wentz's injury will linger. It's, it's that simple. It's, you know, it's, it's just math. You know what I mean? Don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Especially, uh, for a team that has to be, has to win ugly, you know, and, and Heineke sort of embodies that. Um, if, if they get blown out, yeah, Carson Wentz might come back and, and he throws four interceptions or three interceptions, but, you know, Carson Wentz did that too, you know, and that uh, the game, he had a couple of weeks ago on the goal line, they had an opportunity and, and, uh, through that end zone interception. So it's not like you're not getting that from Wentz anyway. And I don't know what Wentz's shelf life is to begin with, because this was his last chance, I believe, to really be a solid, solid starting quarterback in the NFL. And it, once again, it hasn't gone well. And it's his third team in three different years. So um, there's, there's not like it's not like there's not a lot of baggage with him
2: to know prop players have been dying all season long trying to, you know, sneak that Kyle Pitts anytime touchdown into a game oh uh, yeah. somewhere along the way. Uh, Atlanta, as up and down as anybody from an offensive uh, execution standpoint this season, they take on a Carolina team that's got an interim coach. You just don't know what you're going to get week to week uh, from teams that have that interim situation. Uh, It's at Carolina tonight, Atlanta right now, tied with Tampa top, the NFC South Uh, thoughts on where somebody can go to maybe find a little value in this Thursday night contest coming up tonight between two teams that, you know, quite frankly, don't have a ton going for them.
4: Yeah. I mean, just to your point, it was just two weeks ago that the Panthers had not one kick, but two kicks Mm -hmm. and the regulation and an overtime to be the first-place team in the NFC South in that game in Atlanta after that miraculous touchdown uh, to D.J. Moore. Missed them both, and then they got boat raced last week uh, in Cincinnati, and now they look like the epic disaster that they are. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really fascinating. But in their last 14 meetings overall, Atlanta is 11-3 straight up and 10-4 and against the spread when it comes to Carolina. The last five games in this series were all decided by eight or fewer points. Uh, since the start of last season, the Panthers are 8-18 and against the spread. That ties the Jags for the worst cover record in the NFL. So if you're looking for a value play, you might want to start right there because Carolina against the number – has been horrendous.
3: Yeah, also, uh, supposedly, the tropical storm is going to have an effect, so you yeah. might want to lean towards the under, uh, which, you know, basically, you know, depending on where you have it, 41.5, 42, whatever, uh, because neither one of these teams are exactly... Ble- I mean, this has all the makings of a 13-10-ish type game tonight, yep. even though the Absolutely. even though that game a couple of weeks ago was wild uh, in terms of, you know, what happened, and you just mentioned some of the missed kicks and the DJ Moore helmet off and all that stuff. I mean, it was kinda this has just all the makings of a thirteen ten uh game. What's your favorite game on the board uh this week if we haven't you know maybe it's not the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> uh, either Confirmed. just yeah either just as a fan or from a gambling perspective uh and again through your work at Caesar Sportsbook.
4: Well, there's a couple of them. Obviously, the, the big one on the board is uh, Minnesota traveling to Buffalo, and that's predicated by what we know with Josh Allen right, right now. Right now, they're listing day to day, but that's a potential. You know, that is a potential Super Bowl matchup because right now Buffalo is the number one seed in the AFC. Minnesota is number two uh, in the in the NFC, and uh, you know if they meet, it would kind of be interesting because both of these franchises have been to four Super Bowls and haven't won one of them. Uh, so that one, that one to me as a football game. Uh, like I mentioned, the Vikings in all those close games, you know, six straight uh, would decide by eight points or less. That one I'm fascinated to watch just to see what the Bills can do if Josh Allen doesn't play or is limited and how well Minnesota is going to do up there uh, in Buffalo uh, from that perspective. From from the gambling side of it, uh, there's a couple of them actually. Well, let me get to my notes here because uh, I thought there were a couple of things that are really, really interesting this week, more often, more than anything else. Um, you know, you look at uh, Like, one of the things from a prop situation, I'm curious to see what Tony Pollard uh, gets uh, from Mm -hmm. the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Because Zeke is back, right? And and Jerry Jones loves to say, for reasons that I do not understand, the offense has got to go through Zeke. Well, my question is why. Because in games where Tony Pollard gets 15 touches, combined rushes and receiving yards, the Cowboys are 8-0. And in those games, they average 37 points per game, which is a fancy way of saying, like, Zeke might get you the meat and potatoes, but Tony Pollard's going to give you the baked Alaska, the real fun stuff, mm. the dessert. Mm. Like, he is, he is a guy that they need to utilize more. So, a Tony Pollard prop play, I think, would be very, very interesting because he is, he is, he is the game breaker right now for that, Cowboys, for that Cowboys team, way more than any of the wide receivers and way more than Zeke.
3: And, 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 you know, I guess we'll let you out uh, as as quickly as we can here uh, on this. Yeah. I saw you tweet something about Jeff Saturday, right? And and I yeah. think you guys used to work together at the same time yes. uh, at the Worldwide yeah. Leader. So I don't know what your relationship is. But he, he, let me just ask this, and then I'll get your opinion. You tell me whatever you want. Um, yeah. I, a lot of people are killing this. I said yeah. on the air that the other day, I said, you know what? As crazy as Jim Irsay is, I don't mind this trade because I look around and I say, you know, John Fox, Bubba, then um whoever uh, the defense, Gus, uh, the- Gus Bradley, like they're not going to make that big of a difference, right? Maybe a little bit of short term. Jeff Saturday either has the opportunity here to to, to fix the and save the Colts season. Or to be really bad, and either or probably would be good for Ursay Just from the standpoint, if they're really bad, they get a high draft pick, and maybe the quarterback of their future, which is what's been missing. And if he's really good and shocks the world, Jim Ursa looks like a freaking genius.
4: Yeah, let me let me just preface this by saying I am very good friends with Jeff Sack. Okay, okay, like I like he is in my inner circle. Like okay. he's a guy that I would trust with my family, my my kids, my car, my house, anything. I would do anything that guy. And I believe he would do anything for me. So I need to preface that because I am completely biased. That's fine. Saturday, I cannot be unbiased. I want him to succeed. Your points, I think, are are very strong. That being said, when I heard the news, I'm like, "What the hell did they just do?" Okay, (laughs) that was that was my first reaction. I mean, not many people go from the Hebrew Christian Academy outside of Georgia to running a football team in the NFL. Right. Um, In fact, he's the first coach in the NFL to get a head coaching job with not a second of college or nfl coaching experience since norm van brocklin made the leap for the eagles in the early 60s so that's how out of the box this is now all that being said i believe the Colts' season is not salvageable what jeff can do is maybe help sh- shore up protection because that was the first call he got from mercy he got a call from Mercedes saying how can we help our production and when the, when this whole thing went down i texted him and uh he said, Well, nothing like 12 hours to change your life completely. In other <laughs> words, this has, not, this has not been a long thought out process by Ursay, nor Saturday. Right. Ursay called him and said, Do you want to be the interim head coach? And Jeff's first question is, Why do you want me? Which I thought was a really interesting response from someone who was just being offered an amazing opportunity. He wanted to know why. Uh, listen, what you say from a football perspective could work, but let's not forget there is an element of PR spin here, okay? Like, I was in the Chiefs-Colts game in Indianapolis for week three uh, doing some stuff for Caesars, and I saw more Jeff Saturday commercials than I did Peyton Manning commercials in Indianapolis. I mean, he is, he is a revered figure in that town. So there is something to the idea of bringing someone in when the season is done. I mean, you, you bench Ryan after a, a – I mean, he wouldn't play great, but, you know, he was getting killed behind that line. You fire your offensive coordinator. You fire your head coach. Uh, I mean, this season, they waved the white flag. So it's an experiment now. And Jeff said to me, I'm going to take these eight games left to see if this is something I really want to do, and they're going to look at me and see if this is something they think I can do uh, full-time. It's really in- unconventional and very unusual, and if I was a former coach on that staff, I might be a little ticked off. But, you know, shoot or shoot, and it's either going to be great or it's going to be a disaster. And Jeff knows this. He said one of my favorite lines from the press conference was, I feel like I'm drinking from a fire hydrant, which is a fast way of saying, it is coming at me fast right now, and I've got to figure this out. Cherry,
2: I got to be honest with you. I hope he goes eight. No, man, I'd love to yeah. see him run this, uh, and, Look, and get the he's job one of my done. Favorite,
4: he's one of my favorite people in the world. And you want to talk about a guy who's passionate about stuff. Yeah. I mean, like when, when, when it's, when it means something to him, it means something to him. And I, I don't know where we are in the break, but I'd love to tell you a quick story. How much yeah, time do go, go, go ahead. Sure. We love it. Okay. Um, you know, well, it's two things, like we were playing golf once and, uh, I don't know, we we're talking about something political and he's like, you know, I have a lot of friends that are in the army and anytime i hear a politician say we need to go to war we do this i get ticked off because that means my friends are coming home maimed or dead mm. you know that that's the way he thought about it okay and before super bowl 41 uh when the colts finally got peyton his first ring mm-hmm. in that game against the bears um there was a big team meeting okay and it was the it was the monday before they went down to miami and they were going through the process of so you know hotels tickets all that kind of stuff and the families were, were in the room with the players. And Peyton got up there, who was single at the time, and said, guys, this is a bleeping business trip. I don't want any freaking kids running around on my floor. I don't want to hear that garbage. I need to focus. The families are in the room, okay? Mm. And Jeff says his wife started crushing his hands so hard, he, he couldn't feel his fingers. Like, she was so angry that Peyton was saying this. And he, he's okay with talking about this because we've talked about it on the air on the podcast, so yes. I'm, not, I'm not telling anything out of school. He went up to Peyton and said, you need to back the F off or this team is going to kill you before you get to Miami. Oh. Like th- that's, that's the respect he has in that organization and on that team. He is not afraid to challenge whoever is the hotshot if he thinks they're wrong. And the reason I tell that story is I think that's the approach. He's going to be honest about what, I, what he knows and what he doesn't know, but if he believes in something, he is not going to hold back. And I think it's that reverence. Uh, that will eventually in some way, shape, or form help him in this process.
2: Trey, let's hope so. Hope it works out for him. Appreciate so much of your time uh, this morning, and enjoy the football weekend.
4: You got it, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Trey. I appreciate it. Trey Wingo
2: on behalf of our friends at Caesars joining us today. Uh, That boy, Russell, drop the line properly. Wait, you remember
3: (laughs) – How did I get blamed you're, for that?
2: You're a radio professional.
3: I I, I didn't do it. He just well, hung up the phone. That
2: was me. I pressed the wrong button too. Oh It's okay, so. Maddie. That's all right. Way, I, to come, way to come to the rescue for your teammate here. I
3: mean, I'll take the bullets. I, I just, no, no. I didn't know. I mean, he for months,
2: in fact, well over a year now, Megan Imbert and others have said, why don't players or coaches come out and speak out against what's happening here? Well, apparently that silence has been broken. We'll tell you what we mean in a moment. It's Russell and Medhurst, 9 to noon. Burgundy and Gold today follows us live. Carl Racine's press conference, the attorney general to speak at one. Instant reaction on Burgundy and Gold today and with Craig Hoffman throughout
5: the afternoon right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Call
3: from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: <laughs> yes, you can say whatever you want here. Forget you is what they use in the radio edit. 3012300980. By the way, just to put that to bed. Great conversation with Trey Wingo. Hit rewind or go on the podcast and pick it up. Jeff Saturday's got 8 games to coach. What do you think the record's going to be?
3: I know that schedule you read me the other day is pretty tough.
2: Yeah, not easy.
3: Uh I'm going to say 3 and 5. Uh,
2: that that'd be great though. <laughs> I think that would be fabulous yeah. under the circumstances.
3: Yeah. Would it be fabulous though f- for them? Meaning, again, they're kind of in this situation, much like the Commanders, yeah. Where, like, is it better to be eight and nine, nine and eight,
2: or just maybe make the playoffs? Not make the playoffs and draft CJ Stroud, right? Exactly, no question. And
3: I think most fans would say it's better to be awful and for everybody to get blown out and to have. As high of a pick as you can. And I do understand that. The problem is, is what happens if people don't get blown out? Number one, not that I'm suggesting Jeff Saturday should get blown out, but what happens if you don't get the guy that you want? What happens if you're wrong? What happened? You know, like there's so many things that can happen that you can't control.
2: 1067, the fan, our sister station, the first to uh, report this morning two different things. Uh, Grant had a thread about a letter that came from a fan, which was fascinating. Guy hadn't had tickets since two thousand eight. Yeah. He gets a letter fourteen years later. Hey, we owe you some money.
3: Yeah. Well that's why. I mean, I, I uh, heard send that, this letter that back. We'll were, send you some cash. Right. People were getting money, but there was a part of that, right? W- it was maybe it was w- Grant that I saw this from. Yeah, it was Grant. About threat. the NDA about yes. the NDAs? Yes. Okay. So I mean, we don't know how widespread that is, but remember when we talked about that earlier, that actually got your goat a little bit, right? Yeah. When and and, heard and, that.
2: and also uh our Chris Lingbach writing at one oh six seven The Fan. We remember for years, we've had an assistance by the Release the Report crowd, as I like to call them. Mm-hmm. Been very adamant about, hey, you know, why aren't players speaking out? Why aren't coaches speaking out? Well, Benjamin St. Just is apparently the first one to come clean. Even though Ryan Williams, the agent for Brian Robinson last night, had some uh, straightforward comments, this is the first comment of this type as it pertains to the organization where St. has said there's kind of a dark cloud hanging over the organization and adding that, you know, for the organization, it might be nice to have a fresh start. Uh, reporting this in a French newspaper, of course, he's uh, bilingual, um, and, you know, talking to the French-language newspaper out of Canada, Le Journal de Québec, um, making these comments about there's a black cloud over the organization, and maybe it would be great to have a fresh start. Yeah. And that's the first And now that that dam is broken, you wonder if there might not be some others that come forward now.
3: And I couldn't blame them one bit. No, not at all. Because, again, they can block it out for the most part when they're at the facility. It's what you can't block out in your personal life when you go home to your girlfriend, your wife, your baby mama, whatever it might be, your buddies. Uh, your friends from college, your friends from wherever you grew up. Hey, man, what's going on? What's going? On? You play for Dan Snyder. You play for Dan Snyder. Like, what's it like? Like, right. is he going to get? Is he going to get fired? Or are you going to be okay? To, like, what kind of your beep show? I mean, because I get it. You get it. In our lives, right? Everywhere I go, everyone wants to bend my ear about Dan Snyder. Listen, guys, I talk about Dan Snyder all the time. I mean, I get it. People are fascinated. Well, could you imagine if it's a player? Right. What kind of intrigue and questions they get. So I don't like they can say we don't pay attention to it. Eh, Wrong. Not not true. Like some can can really put blinders on and not watch TV, not watch the news, whatever. But I mean, everybody's got a phone. Everybody's got Twitter or some form of social media or Google, for God's
2: sakes. Um, To give you the full quote in Chris's story says, quote, since I arrived here, it's been a dark cloud over our organization. Every time there is something good happening on the pitch, something bad is happening off it. It would give us great energy to have a fresh start and regain the confidence of the fans.
3: I love how he uses on the pitch. I think it's an but uh, Like like it's a European soccer. Yeah. Or or soccer, period. Chris, I think
2: it's an incredibly mature statement, though, from a player, young player. Yeah. I think it's an incredibly mature statement and capsulizes, I truly believe, what many of his brethren in that locker room are probably feeling right now. I really do. I, he understands it. We've talked about it. I mean, I think Steinberg was hypothesizing on Twitter uh, earlier that, you know, would there really be a parade? And Danny Ruye said yes. And, and and we might have to organize it here at 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. But we'll find a place. Yeah, Matt's ready to jump I'll in. I'll volunteer. I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, I think there'll be a parade somewhere. It might be on a small street, you know, where we're away from, you know, a lot of traffic and not really causing harm here in D.C. But I believe we're going to have a rally or a a parade somewhere if this transaction actually takes place. I really do.
3: should have a parade from... Right outside the radio station, down Half Street to Nationals Park, make a right at the center field gate, then go on out to Ashburn, right, and maybe do that. Well, you, was th- pr- you threatened to I was walk say, there that once. Was the, that was the walking path that I was going to take. You, I was going to say, you threatened to walk there once. But- if, if the Commanders or then the Redskins didn't win, what, like seven games or, or whatever absolutely was. no
2: doubt we're going to have some kind of rally right. or a parade if, if that transaction may- goes through. Because
3: Or maybe we can celebrate when Dan sells the Commanders and buys the Nationals.
2: Oh, that's not going to happen.
3: Oh, wait. That wasn't part of the plan? No. Did you see, uh, by the way, the story I sent you overnight or late night or early this morning? John yeah. Henry the Red Sox he wants owner. to
2: sell Liverpool in the EPL and yeah. pote- potentially get in on the bidding yeah. for the Commanders.
3: Uh supposedly quite interested and if he can get 4 or 5 billion from Liverpool then obviously he would have the capital to you know I think you got to put down 30% of the purchase price or whatever yeah. it is uh in terms of not financing all that stuff. Uh but yeah, I mean there I mean listen, there's stories all over the place like yeah, now today Nikki Jeval is reporting Ron Rivera back at the facility after attending his mom's uh, funeral. Welcome back, Ron. Right to this, right? You got practice Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You got team meetings, you know, usually around 8, 8, 15 in the morning uh, that he talked to the players this morning during the team meeting about the statements the team released yesterday, including uh, the first one from a team spokesman that cited Brian Robinson. Now, J.P. Finley reported uh, over, uh, of course, uh, across the hall at 106.7 The Fan, that players inside the locker room are pissed. Mm-hmm. And they should be. And they should be. Pissed that the team used. Again, this guy. Well, I thought what
2: Trey said was perfect. They used Brian Robinson as a prop. As a
3: prop. Absolutely. I mean, he called it a disaster, an unmitigated disaster of their own making. They used Brian Robinson as a prop.
2: Yeah, I mean, just awful. And here's the thing. And,
3: and again, football people now have to clean up the mess. You
2: know what? And, and I'll say this, too. Just from the football standpoint, I mean, I, I am rooting so hard for these guys right now because – They don't control any of that, the, the outside stuff. And this has to be a very difficult, even as a football player. And I know some of you go, oh, you know, they're highly compensated. Even the minimum guys are making a half a million dollars or whatever during the course of a season. And that is true. There's no doubt about it. But you know what? These people are, they're human beings too. Okay? I can't root any harder for them right now than I am. I want them as individuals to do incredibly well. Because to have to come to work under these circumstances where more of the questions are about things going off the field than they are about what's happening on the field. You got some guys. I mean, look, Benjamin St. he's really played some good football. He's really grown this year as a football player. And likely right now, I don't think Chris, there's much argument. He's cornerback one oh, yeah. for this football team right now. And he's embracing that role. Yet right now we're talking, we're talking about his remarks you know, to a, a French newspaper, you know, a French-Canadian newspaper, as opposed to talking about the guy that went toe-to-toe with freaking Justin Jefferson last week right. and balled well, out.
3: Supposedly, uh, if I if I read this, track, I can remember in the story, I, I apparently made these comments last week, mm-hmm. right? So, sure. I mean, even before the Brian Robinson situation right. and even before that game, which is you know, just, again, which football. Show, which,
2: to your point... These guys do pay attention.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, even if they don't pay attention, again, on their own, and it's hard to say that they don't at all because of social media, but even if they don't, again, how many calls, how many texts are they getting from their boys, from their family, from their, you know, just whoever? I I, I mean, like it, it, it's like a I, – I mean, how many people do, does an NFL high-profile player no, from high school, from where they grew up, from where they played in college, from, you know, boys across, you know, guys across the league that, um, you know, that they may know or or, or whatever. I mean, like, you, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it, I, again, we're going to find out, you know, what is being said at 1 o'clock by Carl Racine. But the fact that we're starting now to see player reaction. In this vein, I think speaks incredibly strong, Chris, because players players try to protect their own investment and their own brand in situations like this, and you can't blame them. But as I said, it's a very mature statement from Benjamin St. Juiced, and I think there are a lot of people out there right now that are cheering uh, 25 for making the statement uh, that he made about the situation here. Because he is capsulizing within that statement, I think, what some other guys in mm-hmm. his locker room feel very strongly about uh, right now with this thing. Real quick, let's get to Little. He's got the last word today before we have Dum Dum of the day. What's up, Little?
5: What's going on, Pete? Hey, man, let me help you all a little bit. I told you all about the football guys coming after my man. So, all, man, look, it's just a matter of time. And, and, look, nothing against my man, Coach Saturday. Man, I need the coach to go on 8 <laughs> and I, don't want, I don't need Wentz. I don't need Wentz to take the field because that second round pick gonna be a high pick, gentlemen. That's a good point. So, you know, just 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 a little thought, man. I want to throw out. I'm at work yesterday, so I say, Pete. I was I was listening to what you were saying about how many steps um changing the subject. Heine, Heineken was taking He's foreign in the position they got him in. Man, go to YouTube. They got a little ten fifteen minute clip on Heineken on his success successful plays. Man, man, I'm telling you now, they're not even running the same offense for Heineken, man. And it's kind of sad because I think they're on cohesive. They really don't want to move forward with Heineken. But right now, like my man said, on Wingo, Trey, man, that's all we got right now. But I can encourage all the nation to go on YouTube and look at the plays that they're running from Heineken. Pete, he's in the pocket, and everything he's doing in the in the pocket is a two, three-step drop. Boom. He get rid of the ball, or he handing it off, or he running. Man, I'm I'm shaking my head after I saw that. Um, Chris. But look, fellas, look, man, y'all stay up, man. God bless. And man, look, like I told told y'all about a couple of weeks ago. Man, you playing with the football guys, man. They, your 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 tongue, he talking now. Yep, he talking now. And far wise, my man, Mr. Amazon, they gonna party in the parking lot. Um, Pete, we talking about <laughs> moon bounces and everything, man. Yes, sir. That parking lot gonna be lit. We will it's be, be lit, man. I mean, I mean, it's gonna be lit, man. We will hey, be, be right there, now, man.
2: and we expect you to be front and center, oh, yeah, little yeah. when my, it happens. My wife,
5: oh man, man, look, my wife might be the one to organize it. <laughs> I, I'm telling y'all, man. Hey, look, man, look, he up out of here, man. So he's trembling now, just like my man is said, man. His man, he's trembling, man. And I'm adamant about Mr. Amazon. Hey, God bless y'all, man. Right. Have yeah. a good one. A little. A little.
2: Appreciate you, pal. 301 Burgundy and Gold today is 15 minutes away. They'll have immediate reaction to Carl Racine's announcement coming up at 1 o'clock. We'll effort to bring that to you live right here so you can hear it as it happens on the Team 980. And, of course, continued reaction with Craig Hoffman throughout the afternoon right here on the Team 980. Dum Dum of the day is right around the corner. But first, Chris has the final look at what's trending.
3: All right, so as we've been telling you about, a story at 106.7 uh, The Fan or thefandc.com. Benjamin St. Juice, Washington Commander's Corner, telling a French-language newspaper that there has been a, quote-unquote, dark cloud Uh, hanging over the commander's organization since he arrived. And remember, he's just here for a year and a half and that the organization could use a, quote-unquote, fresh start. And boy, is he not wrong about that. We'll find out more from Attorney General of D.C. Carl Racine at a press conference uh, to make a major announcement about the Washington Commanders at 1 o'clock Eastern time today. You can hear it here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. And Martin Brodeur. The winningest goalie in NHL history has been named New Jersey Devils Executive Vice President of Hockey Operations today. Caps with a loss last night to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They host the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have made it to the Stanley Cup Finals the last three years in a row. Tomorrow night, Wizards in town for the Mavericks. You can hear that game on 99.1 FM. We have Maryland and uh, Western Carolina right here on the Team 980, and that's what's trending.
2: Lots of stuff coming up. Burgundy and gold today. reaction to Benjamin St. Juice comments. They'll have instant reaction to Carl Racine's press conference coming up at 1 o'clock today, so no need to move that dial. Keep it tuned right here to the Team 980. And, of course, you can stream it live for free if you got to move around on the Odyssey app. Right now, we're going to stream live for free the Dumb Dumb of the Day.
1: It's time for Dum Dum of the Day on Russell and
3: Mendhurst. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Dateline, JFK to Detroit. Tell Detroit, <clears throat> Little touch of slap shot there from 1978. Denny Lemieux, if you know that line, you know that line. Headline: Man arrested after he allegedly does something on a JetBlue flight from New York City. Pete, what do you think? Man arrested on a JetBlue flight did on a flight from New York City to Detroit.
2: I'm gonna say he pooped in the hallway.
3: Uh, he did not, He did not do a morass. He did not poop in his pants. For those that know Merez on CBS Sports Radio, he actually pooped in his pants. That's <gasps> gross. We didn't get to that story. No, this might be even grosser. I probably better off pooping in your pants than doing this, no. Nope. What? <clears throat> a man, <clears throat> according to WJBK TV, masturbated. Whoa! On a two-hour flight! That's a long session what? from JFK to Detroit on flight 1019. Yeah, he probably did say let's ride. It's <laughs> an orgy in the- that too.
2: <laughs> There's an orgy in the hallway, Robert.
3: Uh, Fox, oh. Fox 2 in Detroit. Uh, apparently one of their anchors was on the flight. He said there was chatter. What had happened when we were on the plane? It's not something you expect flying home. So apparently crew members were notified about an incident involving potentially inappropriate behavior by a customer. So they moved passengers sitting near him away from the jerk the story said uh and that the the airline said in a statement to the post wait the airline that this happened on called the guy masturbating a jerk i love it how great is that they're right but how great is that so the unidentified suspect was slapped with federal misdemeanor disorderly conduct charges as soon as the plane touched down, in which three Wayne County uh, Metro Airport Authority police officers um, got uh, got onto the plane within seconds and then were escorting the guy off the plane, and now they have handed it over to the FBI. All for getting your rocks off on Next a plane you know, from...
1: Calls the chicken police on me.
3: Mm-hmm on a plane from JFK to Detroit. It doesn't sound like something you should do. Call me crazy. Like I heard into the Mile High Club and all that stuff. Not that I've ever participated in that by any means, but I've heard about it, right? Some things can happen. Some funky things can happen. I don't know if that's something you want to do there, pal. I've you- been
2: on a lot of flights. That's never come across my uh, yeah. wish list or... You know, impulse. I,
3: I mean, some crazy things used to happen on the Redskins flights that I used to take, oh. but not that, here as you far go. as I know. Here as you go. As far as I know, I just said some crazy things. Here you Woo. go. Did
2: By you the say? way, I just tweet. I just texted you and Maddie the dumb dumb of the day for tomorrow. Oh,
3: good. I like suggestions. I like when the pressure's not all on me. I love it. I love I, it. I, I, I love it.
2: You. And and this one's not even from Florida either.
3: Oh, nice. I I thought I would go a little off the board here on. A I fly- like it. On a, on a flight from uh, JFK to Detroit, you know that's, that's really that's
2: a two hour flight.
3: Yeah, sure, well, <sighs> pretty much. I mean, you know, taxiing. The other and all night that it stuff. was like
2: fifty five minutes just from Cincinnati to BWI. Yeah. It doesn't seem that long.
3: He was trying to go to Motown, man. Ooh,
2: he was indeed,
3: and because of that. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum dum of the day. Don't be a don't
2: Yes, indeed. Come and join me at Rosecroft tonight. Big night, $125,000 Potomac pace. Uh, good time will be had by all out there this evening. First race post 7 15. So uh, get on out there. This will be my fifth consecutive night, Chris, without getting to bed before 12 midnight. So tomorrow morning. I'll likely be a zombie again. That's
3: pretty crazy. I'll be, uh, I think, at the Irish Channel Pub tonight Ooh. with Steve Wino celebrating his book release. Of course, we had Mr. Wino yeah. on a couple of weeks ago. So come on out, shake some hands, kiss some babies, buy me a beer. And
2: Take some pictures with we'll the have some, rooster.
3: We'll sa- have some bangers and some mashed potatoes.
2: There you go. Steve Wino with the AP and the rooster taking pictures coming up out there tonight. We will see you tomorrow. Burgundy and gold today. They'll have strong opinions coming to the mic next, right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
5: It's